You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaze Delfino of Audiology Services and Fader Plugs, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. If you tuned in last week, you joined myself and Scott Bennell from Sonic, and we talked about all things hearing aids, Sonic's history, compression, digital signal processing, but on this episode, we are going to talk about Sonic's newest hearing aid, the Radiant. Scott, welcome back to the Hearing Matters podcast. It's great to see you again. Yeah, it's great to see you again, Blaze, and thanks for having me. Last week's episode, we had a blast really deep diving into the hearing aid itself when it comes to processing, and I have to tell you, we are incredibly excited for this episode because Sonic just released their newest platform, and we know that Sonic released the Sonic Radiant, which is on a brand new technology platform called Extend. Scott, tell us a little bit more what is you know new with the new Radiant hearing aid on this Extend platform. Yeah, for sure. This is a, a brand new platform. So every few years, we've come out with a new platform, which is a technology platform. The biggest thing we have is a new microchip. We have a new microchip processor with more processing power, more memory. Wow. We call this new platform the Extend platform because we've really had a tremendous success in the old platform, which was called SoundDNA. And that's where the Captivate product came, which is a product that, you have, that you've also been able to work with, I believe. So the SoundDNA platform had a lot of uh, new technology, including a compression algorithm that we touched on the last time we spoke um, and some new features like direct to iPhone. So with the new Extend platform, we call it the Extend platform because we're extending a lot of the successes we had on that old platform onto this new platform. We have some brand new way of processing the sounds some new compression technology, and some new noise management technology. But there's also other technologies that we've already developed in the past and that we're continuing to use. And we some, and here and there, we've added some improvements. And then we've added some brand new kind of features as well, um, some new exciting features. The Radiant product and the Extend platform, to talk about what's different in the processing and with noise management, our directionality and noise reduction system that make up the Radiant, the Radiant noise management system, we're now doing that on 24 bands. Wow. The old system was 16 bands. Um, we have some new features in the software when it comes to directionality. We're cleaning that signal better than we ever had before with a finer resolution. And then with processing the sound, we talked about our smart compression algorithm, which you know is kind of different than a way that a lot of other manufacturers do compression. And we use that to, again, to be able to vary the amount of compression in a speech and noise environment. We brought that to kind of a different level uh, with a radiant technology. We have a thing called radiant speech processing, and it uses a joint compression system. So it uses two compression systems in one, a slow compression system, which is based on a 24-band architecture, and then a fast compression system, which is kind of based on our old speech variable processing system, which we don't break up the signal into different you know, multi-channel compressions, but we use that wideband signal analysis. So we're using very, very fast compression. We're using phonemic compression. So every part of speech, every phoneme yes. of speech, gets the accurate amount of, of amplification it needs. Awesome. So you need a very fast system to be able to do that. And so we provide the best possible sound quality with that fast system. We use the slower system in that 24-band architecture and address the noise. So when the noise becomes part of the environment, we want to make sure that we can keep it at bay and adjust how we handle noise. Because one of the 
things you don't want to do when you're uh, using compression is negate the positive effects of your directionality noise reduction system. Correct. Right? You want to keep those positive effects intact. And so this this new system with the joint, the slow and the fast system can really do that. And one of the things that it really excels at is handling narrowband noise. So that 24-band architecture is really concentrated in high frequencies. And those narrowband noises in the environment, like the, the vacuum cleaner, for instance. You've ever been, when you were a kid, you're watching TV and someone comes in with a vacuum cleaner and you're like... Turn that thing off. I can't hear anything. Well, yes. Think about hearing aid users, right? So the narrowband noise sounds like vacuum cleaners, blenders, things like that. Those are very persistent and hard to deal with. And this new platform and this new technology can really uh, keep those sounds at bay and just concentrate on the speech. So that's the, the processing part of it. The other part is connectivity, right? So connectivity is very important to people. Some people have iPhones. Some people have Android phones. And before, old technology was only direct to iPhone. And now we're adding this ability to stream directly from your Android phone as well as your iPhone to your hearing aids. It's a big step. That's huge. More connectivity for different patients, whether they have an iPhone or an Android. Right. Exactly. We've also added remote fitting. So I don't know if you had a chance to use this yet, Blaze, but uh, you know, with the pandemic, of course, telehealth became huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And uh, we were a little slow to the game, but we we did finally able to uh, launch this remote fitting, this, uh, this ability to really program your patient's hearing aids while they sit at home and you sit in your office. And you can actually sit in your home too, probably, and bring your uh, laptop home or something if you wanted. But it just gives that added layer of flexibility for you and your you and your patients. They live far out of town or they're, they're laid up in bed from an injury or all kinds of reasons. And that's, that's definitely a game changer, Scott, because when we talk about accessibility and having gone through the pandemic and you know, not being able to see patients face to face, this remote fitting software and actually the remote fitting being implemented into the software and having the ability to make those fine tune and basic tuning adjustments remotely for our patients. We've used it. Our patients appreciate it. In the event there's an emergency, a patient needs to to connect with you and maybe they're out of town, we can help them remotely. So that's a big win for Sonic, 100%. Absolutely. Right. And we're really happy about that. We've actually added a tool in the software for personalization. Love that. It will help yes. with your first fit accuracy. It's called the personalization tool. We've added a new dome, a new dome uh, system, which is um, the open concept in hearing aids. It's been a thing for a long time now, right? And previously, open domes were kind of flimsy and they kind of lose its shape in the ear canal. And, you know, people with a little bit of a collapsing canal can have a problem. Yes. And we've added this new dome called the open base dome. It uses these um, these little tunnels, if you will, but it's a different shape and it helps keep the shape of the dome in the ear better. So it kind of kind of holds in some of these, a little bit of the low and mid frequencies that tend to escape, but also maintains the venting and it actually vents closer to the eardrum. So we've added that for more comfort, for better, you know, you have more flexibility with that dome, less chance for feedback. And that's nice for streaming too, Scott. Exactly. Better streaming. You know, with Sonic going from that sound DNA to now this extend platform, first of all, the research and development that had to have been put into this extend platform, incredible. I mean, the the minds behind this and just working as a team and working as an organization, anytime you introduce a new platform, holy smokes, that is a huge deal. So congratulations to Sonic for introducing this brand new platform and you, myself, and uh, my father, we all have something in common. We're all musicians. 
So we all have a passion for music. You sing, you play guitar. And I was interested to learn that we all are musicians. So I know that we've had in the past patients who struggle with hearing aids when it comes to listening to music, especially live music. Now, with our sonic patients, we find that they do really well with the smart music program for listening to music. So can you sort of tell us more about the smart music program and why our patients who have such a great appreciation for music really enjoy listening to music with this smart music program? Yeah, it's been a big win for us. The smart music program does things a little bit differently. The problem is that hearing aids were developed for speech. In general, the, uh, the research and development and over years and years has been developed for speech because the number one reason why they're gonna, you're going to buy a hearing aid is so you can communicate better and you can hear speech better and improve your life. But music is extremely important to people. And that's a big part of some people's lives, right? And music is so different from speech, right? Music is very unpredictable. Speech is super predictable. Mm -hmm. um, the spectral and loudness characteristics of music and speech are vastly different. And we know speech, we know what speech is going to look like on a waveform because, you know, the human, because we know about the physiology of the human body and our throat and, and the larynx and our voice, how we create sound. And that's how we have voice recognition software, right? And that, which is a big part of pretty much everything we do, it seems like these days. Yes. Right. So we know what speech is and we know like how, how loud speech can get and how soft it can get. And we know the frequency range of speech, right? But music can have a much wider frequency range, and it can get a lot louder than speech. Well over 110 decibels. Speech can't get over 95 decibels. So typically, hearing aids are designed to not let any more inputs in after 95 decibels. So the kind of the sounds that kind of shape music that are important that get above that 95 decibels, they can get it up to 110, 115 decibels. If we're not letting those in, then the output is not going to be as desirable and it's not going to sound as good. Makes sense. A lot of musicians and people who enjoy live music kind of complain that it just doesn't sound as natural as it could. So with the smart music program, we actually have this thing called an extended dynamic range, which will allow higher inputs, adaptively allow higher inputs into the system before it's digitized so the outputs can maintain those real important qualities of speech. And so to me... That's the most important thing, being able to let, let those important musical qualities into the hearing aids before it's digitized. And Scott, when we talk about music, first and foremost, with hearing aids being designed to really focus on speech, we know that speech is that neuromuscular process. Language mm -hmm. is a code in which ideas are shared. So mm -hmm. with the implementation and fitting of hearing technology, well, speech is really important because that's how we as social beings communicate, right? Speech mm -hmm. and language. Yep. But what is our universal language? That's music. And yep. as humans, many of us, if not the majority of us, really do enjoy music. So the fact that now, especially with this smart music program that patients are able to experience with the radiant hearing instrument. And I know that the smart music program was on that sound DNA platform as well. Correct. Mm -hmm. So yep. the fact that patients have this available to them and individuals, whether they are musicians or they are just huge concert goers or, you know, even hobbyist musicians, either way, it doesn't matter. They're now able to really enjoy 
that music and, you know, that guitar solo with treble. And that is just so amazing because music has always been difficult for individuals who present with hearing loss. Yeah, it has for a long time. But we're getting a lot better. And that smart music program is kind of exemplifies that. Like you were saying, music is really important to a lot of people. And we're starting to get that now as Marinade manufacturers. And so we use a smart music program and we're actually developing something new, but I can't talk about it. But uh, well, it's, it's definitely come exciting. Back on again at some point, talk about it. But uh, we're really excited about what's coming up. Scott, while we're on the subject of music and you being a musician, tell us how you got your start with singing and playing guitar in bands. Oh, man. I'd love to do that. It's kind of a funny story. You know, I've always loved music. I grew up in a musical household. My mom dragged me to to, uh, to musicals. I always loved music. I grew up in the 80s, you know, which was a real, this time of real, a lot of uh, experimentation with lots of different musical genres. And I was doing just that. I was listening to all kinds of different music. Uh, the Clash was one of my favorite bands. I had a friend who played guitar and I was, I think I was a junior, junior in high school. And he's like, hey man, do you want to play you want to sing some Clash songs in my band? You know, I grew up in California, so that's how they talked, right? So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. You know, I had no idea. I'll give it a shot, sure. Right, I'll just start singing. Well, I wasn't really singing. It was more like yelling at the time because I had no idea what I was doing. We did barely had any equipment. I was singing through a bass amp. (laughs) Oh, yep, been there. Right, so so we practiced in the garage for a little bit, and I told my brother, says, you know, I got this band going, you know, and we're called the Blind Dates. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so uh, he was a freshman in college and he says, hey, you know, we're going to have a toga party in my dorm. Why don't you guys come and play? And we got really excited and we practiced and we practiced and we learned just about every easy three, four chord song you could you could learn, you know, as, as long as it didn't require a... Uh, uh, you know, a great singing voice or a was, solo. We were trying to write. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we play, so we learned all, everything we could, you know, the, the songs by the clash and, and uh, you know, the Rolling Stones, the who things like that. So we were the blind dates and we had even had this big sign made and we were super excited for this our first gig. Right. It was, it was a total disaster. <laughs> we didn't have any equipment. So, you know, oh, you know, man, Scott. anybody, you know, better than anybody, the importance of monitoring. And in-the-air monitoring is by far the best choice for musicians. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And we didn't know anything about monitors or PA system. And so I'm singing through this bass amp. And it's now it's way over in the corner because for, for whatever reason. And you know, if you can't hear yourself sing, you're just totally lost. So if you don't have any monitors and you, or your monitors aren't mixed properly, you're totally lost. You're yelling. You know right. You're yelling at that yeah. point. And I was yelling big time. And so halfway through, like the first set, I I totally lost my voice. I couldn't even talk. I couldn't sing, couldn't talk. You know, to put it in a nutshell, you know, uh, we had to end up playing instrumentals for the rest of the night, <laughs> three or four chord instrumentals. So it was it was a uh, it was not the greatest. You know, it was very disappointing, but uh, still, just that taste of it made me still want to pursue. It was exciting. It was learn- exhilarating. Yeah, you got to right, play to live. Learn- that is right. awesome. And you know, as you, I don't know if you, you probably agree, but playing live music is just about as f- most fun you can ever do. You oh, know, it is, most fun it you is could ever crazy have. exhilarating. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know, Scott, when, right. when, you know, you're sharing your start as a musician, and I hope that, you know, other hearing healthcare professionals tied into this, you know, how important is it to, yes, we, we work every single day to help individuals on the road to better hearing, but you still play. 
you still write music. Mm-hmm. I mean, the importance of of playing music, it's it's so healthy, and I'm sure it's gotten you through, you know, through a lot, you know, throughout life. That's absolutely true. I mean, many times in my life where I just pick a guitar and sing is calms your mood, takes the stress away. And that's why I really feel for people with hearing loss. Yes. And especially people who are deaf, you know, especially they're deafened later in life. And not to be able to hear music, that would just be devastating. And 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 I completely echo that. We had the opportunity to have Matt Hay on. He uh, He works with Redux. And he actually had an auditory brainstem implant, and his story is just, it's incredibly empowering. In the episode, he was on the podcast, he talked about how he, you know, before he got the auditory brainstem implant, he listened to about 66 songs. And he's going to listen to those 66 songs for the rest of his life because of the auditory brainstem implant. He can't really, you know, learn new Uh songs or hear new songs, but his... His attitude about life is so empowering. Um, definitely check out that episode. But you're absolutely right. You know, when it comes to listening to music and you being a musician, having an appreciation for listening and playing and singing, and to be able to work with Sonic to introduce products to positively influence patients on their journey to better hearing, but also hear music in a way that is so comfortable, that is so incredible. Scott, as you know, and I think many of our listeners tuned in right now, we've been in a global pandemic for quite some time. So, of course, live music has not occurred as frequently, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. No one's really playing at Madison Square Garden, right? Right. <laughs> so, tell us how Sonic has had to maneuver or change its business because of the challenges caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. You know... We definitely had to change and roll with the punches. You know, now we're kind of starting to get out of the pandemic a little bit, and hopefully that can continue. So we're excited about that. Definitely. But every, I think everybody's had to change somewhat. You know, but the real funny thing about Sonic is, you know, yeah, we had we have people in in Egan, Minnesota, still who work out of an office, and in New Jersey, and then all those people had to go home to work now for a long time. And then some people were furloughed, and, and I can't tell you how how thankful I was to work for a company that really did everything they can to make sure it took care of their employees during the pandemic. Absolutely. But the one thing that's interesting about Sonic is we didn't really have to change what we were doing and how we're doing it because already we were a company that does things digitally. In other words, we do everything internally within, you know, from our offices. We don't have a big group of outside salespeople. We don't have a group of outside trainers. Like I said earlier, maybe in the first part of our podcast. Yeah, last week's episode. Right. We're part of a multi-brand strategy. And the way we play in that strategy is different than than some of our other partners. We accommodate people, you know, the independent audiology group, the person, the the, the audiologist or hearing care professional who wants to work with the company that gets, gets down to business, that they can get the best possible price, but also the best possible technology so they can help their patients in the best way. And also preserve their livelihood. Absolutely, and that's what we're all about. So we're not—we can't be everything to everybody. No but, you know, COVID nineteen. No company. Can. Right. Right. Exactly. And 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 uh, we're more of like a niche brand that way, you know, because like I said, we don't have this outside. But with COVID nineteen, we're already doing everything from within. It. We're doing online trainings. Yes. We're taught. You know, we're talking to customers over the phone. So. 
we didn't really have to change that much. And so in that way, it was kind of interesting because Sonic was already kind of built for the pandemic, if you think about it that way. I mean, Scott, to release a brand new product, a new platform, during was a, hard. During a global hard. pandemic, <laughs> wow, you like, congratulations to you guys. But you know what's so, so incredible? And kudos to Sonic because we appreciated the support that we received from your team throughout and following, you know, coming out of the global pandemic. Just incredible stuff. Scott, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the Hearing Matters podcast. We're so excited to, you know, have you back on the show one day soon. Scott, any last words in terms of, you know, Sonic's new Radiant platform, Sonic in general, please, the floor is yours. Whether it be a Sonic product, whether it be any product, if you have hearing loss and you wait and wait and wait to do something about it, that's, in my opinion, that's one of the worst things you can do. Go and see an audiologist or hearing care professional. Get your hearing tested. And if you have hearing loss, get into hearing aids right away. They're so much better than they used to be. You might have heard horror stories about from friends or, or you know about hearing aids, but but the technology in hearing aids, you know, in our hearing aids, Sonic, it's evolved into something that's so much better than it ever has been. And it's so important that you get that intervention, that amplification that you need, that stimulation of your brain, really. Yes. Right away. The longer you wait, the worse it's going to be. The harder, you know, the harder it's going to be down the line. And if you look at a lot of the research, and I know some of the other some of the other guests you've had have talked about the impact of hearing loss and how it relates to um, cognitive functioning. Absolutely. The article in 2017 in the Lancet that looked at all the the, the risk factors for dementia. The number one risk factor, hearing loss, untreated hearing loss. Mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough. And I tell everybody who asks me, I says, get your hearing tested, get it tested regularly, and don't put it off. Because the sooner you can get into hearing aids, the better it's going to be and the better experience you're going to have. You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaze Delfino of Audiology Services and Fader Plugs. Today, we had Scott Bennell from Sonic. He is the Senior Global Product Manager. Scott, thank you so much for joining us on the Hearing Matters podcast. And until next time, hear life story. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, Thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode and what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button and let's connect. And as a team, we can continue to help our community hear life story.